Yeah, we legit set a timer for this one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so not ready. I, I'm looking Let at it, You know when you're ready. Okay, sets a timer with a 10-second countdown like we do <sighs> in the in the gym. And you're like, wait, what? And I'm literally looking at the timer, and it got down to zero, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? We're back. Hi, George. We're back. Episode three. I can't believe it. I love it. It only feels like... You know, we like, were just here. It, it it really feels like we were, like we were just here. This is that thing that we like for people who listen to pod, like you listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I do. Okay, I do, so yeah. this is that thing, that moment when you're like, you know, that you're doing something in the present, but it's gonna come out in the future. Oh yeah. So like it's we're cool. talking today. We just wrapped our second episode. We're starting our third episode because yeah. we like we have this like vibe and want to keep it going and. This, we're picking up where we left off, which was we ended with your we ended your origin story. We're starting to tell mine, right. um, but we're gonna this, we're not dropping these back to back. No, we're probably. gonna make them wait. Yes, yes, <laughs> we're definitely gonna. Yeah, we're gonna make them wait, but I don't know how long. Like how long is ah? Well, that's for us to decide. Okay, that's we are we're, we're literally deciding. the masters of this universe. That is so true. That is so, it's so strange, but it's in a good way. Like, I don't mean it in a bad way. Like, I, I, I love that. I love this whole experience has just been really Being really completely cool. in control of your content. Yeah, it's amazing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Starting something that you're 100% in control of and then having it being received with like praise and like yeah. happiness and excitement and. I mean, yeah. and, and our, our, we're, you know, expecting that there's going to be some people who give us some maybe a little bit more on the negative side, constructive criticism, maybe. Or well, you know like, that you've made it when you have haters, right? Isn't that what they say? Is it that? Is that the case? I don't know. Listen, we had some choice words for um, a couple of people in our last episode. Yeah, And true. so it will be ruffling up feathers. Interesting sure. to will see be. if there's any kind of feedback there from that. There will be, um, and I wonder. Well, yeah, and and but I hope that it, it's all. I, I hope it's all interpreted in, in in like, in an adult manner. I I can't control how people take the things that I say. You right. know, like I say it, I put it out there, um, and a lot of it is. I mean. I feel the way I feel, and I, I, I stand behind the things that I say. Um, I also like reserve the right to like a be wrong and b have to apologize for something that maybe I didn't intend to be received a certain kind of way, especially in 2019. Like there is, we're living in like a very like PC world right now, yeah. and you've got people that are like fuck PC, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say, and it is what it is. But it's like like I said last episode, I can have like multiple thoughts at the exact same time. Right. You know, and so when I'm like talking about a specific kind of dude wearing a specific kind of clothes, driving a specific kind of car, I'm making like a generalized statement about like those kinds of people. It doesn't mean like if you happen to fall into that group that I feel like a certain kind of way about you. Right. Like, um, and so like, and I'm just drawing my experience from like a generalized sentiment, which whatever like you get yourself in trouble sometimes with doing that and because you know anytime you make generalizations you know you're and you're not focusing on like an individual um you're putting things onto people that may or may not necessarily be attributable to them you know sure so like that's fine i understand that and i like i trust that people who listen to us get it 
Um, and you know, but I welcome all. I welcome comments and oh, absolutely. and haters. Listen, I have so I have um, I have a I run the Pride RX. Uh, I run Pride RX. I founded Pride RX. Pride RX is like an LGBT. Uh, Q fitness slash CrossFit kind of like community that I started here in Miami. And as part of that, I have an, like an IG account. And like, you know, like when someone sends you like a, a request on Instagram that is not following you, um, you like on, in your DMs, you can hit accept and like you go into their, like you go into like a chat with them. Yeah, yeah. And so like that happened to me and I didn't realize who these people were. I thought it was just like, and especially on Pride Rex's, I have a lot, there's, I mean, there's not a lot, but there's like some reach of people that I don't necessarily know personally. But when someone sends me a message, I will like, before this incident, 10 times out of 10, I said yes. Just to like, kind of like get like, either like answer the question that they may have had or like lead them into another, like give them advice or like, you know, if they ask me like, oh, is there like a box nearby that I'm gonna be in Miami, what boxes should I go to? Or like, do you know of a box here? Or like, hey, do you know about this event? Blah, sure. blah, So yeah, and so I would respond. And what ended up happening was like, I got hit up by basically like a troll chat where it's like two, I think it was like two or three guys, like, and I'm assuming that they're guys just because of the way that they were talking, but they were like, Hey, it was during Pride Month and they were just fucking hating on anything that was Pride. I feel like they went on Instagram, really? they did like a search for Pride, they found Pride RX, they hit me up and they're like, faggot this, no. fucking shit, fucking faggot. I see you looking at my chat, fuck you. And I was like, I don't want to see this. So I just was like, ignore, 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 block, block, block. They're like, I see you blocking me. I see you see me. You're such a fucking idiot. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And it was wow. like, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, report this guy. Like, I don't even bother with it. I don't oh, even yeah, engage no, anymore. And I'm like, oh, oh, I see what I stumbled into. I inadvertently like accepted a hate chat. And well, okay, let me get the fuck up out of here. That makes um, me sad. Like, I didn't like, engage with That's a with sad her. situation. I mean, that's a sad, like, it goes back to George and I were having a conversation the other day, and, and, and I, I always like to be careful as to how I communicate certain things, but th this is an example of I'm amazed at the amount of time people have on their hands. Like, I, I look, I don't think I'm more important than anybody else or, or necessarily more busy than anybody else, but I'm a very busy person enough to where... I would not have time to do something like this and create a chat, even if I did have some kind of hate, right? In like me, you and I get together I, I wouldn't, and we do this, right? like we have a talk. This and so is, it's like you and I getting together and be like, let's get on our phones and troll people and then like hate on them. That's amazing. That, that, that to me is, and I'm gonna flip it in a way and I, not that I would ever partake in such, something so hateful, but like sometimes I wish I was in a position where I can spend time doing useless shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it's so crazy to me that it's like, you know, like the, the, the people that about the, the, with Area 51, like what's going on with Area 51. <laughs> I'm like, man, you know, like I, I'm amazed that people have time in their lives to dedicate. Like if I want, if I felt passionate about Area 51, like I wouldn't have the time in my life, literally and figuratively in my life to be able to dedicate to this. So anyway, I digress. It's, I'm just amazed. I'm the amazed practical that, that, that people have the time and the energy to do something hateful like that. It's the practical application to, to what you're saying, like 
transfers to like things that even not necessarily like are pointed towards hate but just like pointed to things that like you feel like are kind of like you have to do right like like we were talking so we had a little meeting like earlier this week where we talked about like all of like the organizational stuff of what this podcast is yeah and we like talked about the social media stuff and just like having to think about like creating an instagram post sometimes it's like i'm exhausted i'm, I'm tired yeah i'm already tired <laughs> yep like I'm having to learn this new application to do like like a digital like a, a visual uh, application of what this content is like like audio wise and I'm like I'm tired exactly I'm tired I don't want to like I tried to figure out how to use Photoshop once and I was like I'm done yeah. like I'm I, just opening just opening up the program it was, I was like, like okay, vectors no se que mierda yeah, and yeah. I'm like I'm out click and I just flow the last I did like one poster and I was like fuck this I'm out yeah yeah I get yeah yeah, and and, uh, and then but to like, but then to like turn it around and to be like, yeah, I'm gonna just be a fucking hater, troll, fucking shit face, right. with my fucking time, like your ass is bored, your ass is bored, your yeah. ass is like upset, like yeah, you know, like bam, maybe like if I wanna, let me put my feet in their shoes for a second, like they've got, have, they've had to have. No, some, they're miserable. They've had to have some shit go oh, down. Absolutely. And Defensive chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Absolutely. And just, just what's, what's the word in English? I mean, in Spanish it's peleador, you know, like somebody who just wants to just fight. Combative. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Combative, you know, and, and I, I just, you know, I love these dogs so much the way they play. I know, but they like, do you have them. to play like literally right next to me? Like, hello, well, do you have, we have a 1200 square feet. I think it's because they want to be next to me. Carlos had a breakthrough with Selena today um, where she came up and she flirted with you and she like let you scratch her. It made my day. I'm ecstatic <laughs> about that. The first time she met me, she's like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck away. Don't touch me. And now she's like, hey, what's going on? So we're here for George's origin story. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> I'm here. There you here are. I am. Glorious as always. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very excited. In the previous episode, well, you can imagine based on how tense I was in my origin story episode, how relieved I am that this is no longer about me. <laughs> <laughs> and after this episode, you know, everybody hopefully will have a better understanding of where we've come from and, 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 how we ended up where we are today and why we have the intentions that we have and the motives behind you know why we're doing this project yeah know? and uh and that has me that has me really excited because i know that the origin story had to be a thing i knew that we had to do it and i'm i'm so glad that you triggered it i've i've been consumed this last week with the tech side of stuff so i said i said george you know just you know like if you can you know take care of the topics and then the last episode he's like all right we're doing your origin story and i was like <gasps> yeah and i knew i had to hit you okay. with it like yeah literally right before because Absolutely. if you start thinking about things too much then Overthink it's like it. i'm going to tell you the story that i want there to be out there yeah. as opposed to like people need to not get to know who you are absolutely like, yeah the, the 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 memories that popped up in that episode i wouldn't have shared if i would have pre-planned it right if i would have like really written out what i was going to say about my origin story like some of the memories that popped out in that episode i i would they wouldn't have popped out in my head sure you know so but uh, but yeah so i i want to start off just by if it's okay with you yeah just kind of sh share 
how I view you. Is that okay? So you want to start my origin story with your viewpoint? We, well, no, not. <laughs> I want to. Please, impact, by all means, tell me. No, the impact you had on my life. How about oh, that? okay. Share that. I, okay. I should word it better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I think you're awesome. Thank you. And I think we relate in many ways, especially with the way we've interpreted our struggles in life and turned it into something good into something positive and, and interacting well with people and, um, and just making people just feel good, keep things in a positive vibe while still being realistic without being naive, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and you've always been very welcoming. We've always had a lot in common. You've, we've always shared. Uh, and, and I just, I really value our friendship and I'm very grateful that you were put on my path. I'm really, really excited about that. And, uh, and, and the same goes for David, you and David. And, um, and I, I'm, in, in other episodes, we'll talk about it, but the way that you guys have interacted with Lauren as well means a lot to me and how welcoming you've been you know, just with us and, and in, in having us in your home and your beautiful home and, and all that. So I, uh, I'm just very grateful for you is, Thank is, is you. what I wanted to nice. start off by saying. Yeah, um, I received that. There you go. That, yeah, that's that's such a that's such a podcast thing, right? I received. I received that. that. I received. I received that. it. Yeah. Um, so, the uh, who are you? I am. Period. Very good. I like that. Um, you, you asked me something at the end of the last episode where it was like, what was it that you asked? Something about like. Is there a boundary as to what questions I can and cannot ask yeah, you? Yeah. Okay. And I said no, um, or that I would let you know. You would let me know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I just want to like echo, harken back to that and just echo that sentiment um, sure. in case like, yeah. So that, um, huh? <laughs> where do we, where do we begin? Right. Where do we begin? I mean, I was, listen, I was born, I was born in 79. I was um, Miami, Florida, born and raised. Like I've basically lived here my entire life. Preach. Um, there was, I went away to like, I did two years at date and then I went away to Florida state. So go Knowles. Um, mm, okay. And I may like lose people along the way, but whatever. Okay. Um, and so that's really like my like time away from Miami was basically like living in Tallahassee, which was kind of like living in Miami anyways. Cause I ended up being friends with all of the Miami people that all of us went to Tallahassee together. Okay. Um, so there was like this little like micro pocket of like 305ers in the 850, um, which was so much fun. Like I loved college um, a lot. Loved it. It was outstanding. Um, but like how I got here to like where we're sitting today, um, along the way it's just it's like a super like windy road um and it starts like for real for real for real this the step towards this direction starts um in 2010 okay when i took my first like crossfit class and i god i like you know what i know how it sounds People are like, oh my God, another fucking CrossFit talk. This is not a CrossFit podcast. And people are saying, CrossFitters are so fucking into CrossFit. And all they talk about is CrossFit. And CrossFit. 
I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. And I've been yeah. doing this for like, and I've been in this activity for 10 years now. And I, and I've definitely been that guy and like, I'm definitely not that guy anymore, but that okay. guy got me here. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so like there is the life that I have today, um, is because I walked into that gym 10 years ago. Okay. Um, that decision set forth a series of like sets forth like a series of interactions, choices, um, things, relationships that pinged me to this point. Mm -hmm. Um, if I wouldn't have gone there, um, I wouldn't have like gone through, I wouldn't have learned how to be fit. I wouldn't have learned how to be nutritious. I wouldn't have learned, um, like I wouldn't have had the relationships that I had. Um, so my life would be completely different. I don't know what that life would have looked like mm, yeah. if I never would have stepped for, set foot into that gym that day. Um, and then realize in that moment that this is something that I can do. Like I remember, like I told you about this, like I did that the first workout, it kicked my fucking ass. Mm. I was super out of shape. I was very, very heavy. And at that time, um, I went to like this, this is like, Mar I went, it was like March. And so the Christmas before 2000, so the Christmas time of 2009, I went to visit, I went up to my parents' house in Orlando for, for Christmas. And my mom was like, uh, you're 30 years old and you are really heavy and it is frightening to me because Oof. I lost my older brother when he was, you know, in his early forties. He had a widowmaker heart attack because he didn't take care of himself. He was, he was very overweight. He was smoking, and I don't want to bury you the way my mom had to bury her son. Wow. Um, so I was like, oh, "Well, Merry Christmas to you too." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. Like, wow. But fuck like, NA, right? So yeah, like, I'm yeah, 30 like, years old, and I and like, and, and, and you and know, sometimes I, we get defensive. Like, I was okay. feeling, I was feeling hella grown. I mean, listen, I knew that I was big. I was wearing a size like 42, 44 inch pant. Oh, I've been you there. You know, like I was wearing like I was wearing the clothes that I felt comfortable in um and I would just buy bigger sizes because I was like well fuck it I'm this is the size that I'm at but I was like going out and partying really fucking hard I was drinking a whole lot I was eating whatever I wanted whenever I wanted um even if I was trying to kind of be like healthy Monday through Friday Friday Saturday and Sunday was like drugs and alcohol and then recovering from drugs and alcohol which basically meant whatever food I could get delivered to the house which was pizza and like soda and that's like that's where I was at and so I ballooned to I mean I never saw the scale hit 300 pounds but you got pretty damn but close. I know that like if I because I also didn't get on scales because I said would see a scale and I'd be like I'm gonna the scales right I'm gonna go left like I don't want to get on that thing because I don't want to see it because you know because I just I'm I'm a creature of avoidance. Like I would avoid truth. That's why I didn't go to the dentist. Like for, right, 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 right. forever. Like I, like a lot of the things that like the things that I've had to deal with is like confront is confronting that fear, um, and like d dealing with it. And like like in spite of being fearful of whatever it is, whatever the answer is going to be, moving through it um, and going forward, regardless of like this shit might be fucking terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, like I started working out. Like I, 
I was in a relationship with a guy for a long time, um, and that relationship taught me a lot, but it was hella toxic. Mm. Um, there was a lot of drinking, there was a lot of drug use, um, and I really let myself go like physically, and by the end of the relationship, I just felt so, um, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine at like the bar in the Gables nice. and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I just don't know. Like I'm like, I'm a, I have a lot of like character defects that I don't know that anybody else can like love. So this guy like accepts me for like a hundred percent. Oh and man! So like, you, were, you were playing that grateful card, like, like I'm I just, just grateful that somebody love, likes like, me or loves yeah, me. For, yeah, I found right. this like super cute guy, and we have like this cool connection. Um, and I, but like I just he's like I just like we're stuck. Like I didn't see it. We weren't moving forward. Like right. we were just stuck in this cycle, this perpetual cycle of like working and then getting fucked up on a weekend working and then getting fucked up on a weekend and oh. working and getting fucked up on the weekend and right. partying and partying and part and it was just like basically like work like everybody's working for the weekend like it was that was the life you know and so i'm like that was like 23 to like 28 right was that like and so like i got like i was having i had like a like a moderate amount of like professional success like kind of sort of like I got like I was good at my job and like somehow through all of like my like my active like use and abuse of substances I was I've been somehow like figured out how to like keep it going right like I never like had like a tragic loss of things I also like didn't carry a lot of like responsibility because I knew like I could only handle like just a little bit amount so like mm -hmm. let me just keep my job Right. Let's work on that. Let me just focus on like I'm gonna hold on. Job. Like I'm gonna put 100 percent of right. effort of Let's just like focus on holding on to the, the job right. because the job gets you the money and the money lets you party. Yeah. It funds your life. Yeah. And so, so yeah. I've been there. And okay. so that's kind of how that went down. And so when I like, so I get out of the relationship and then I like move in. Like I, I we, we we break up. I find my own spot and then I just start to build like my life, what it is to be George Sanchez as a single like person and like so you're 28 at this so moment. i'm like i would say i was like oh f uh, no i'm 30 okay. 29 30. it's okay. fuzzy so it's before the like, conversation with mom i'm trying to no the uh, conversation yeah. with mom happens after the fact okay does it maybe no i don't know okay i yeah. don't know it's around there but in my head like i know that like 2010 i that's where i start crossfit and no, no. So the conversation with mom happens, and then I like start to like ride my bike to like the to like LA Fitness or Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and I like start doing my little like spinning bike and my Globo Gym, and there starts to like I start to set like the foundation, right? right? And then as I like I'm, and that's when kind of like CrossFit starts to like pick up momentum, and I was I was hanging out a lot with a with a with a group of like really fun party kids in downtown. Um, and they were like friends with people who were friends with people who went to like CrossFit 305. And um, actually, there's this guy, Dominic, who's our, who's Coach Lou's coach now in powerlifting. Okay. And I knew of him through this group of friends. And he would post like these workouts okay. of, like that look really weird. And, and it was like CrossFit 305. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then I go to Merrick Park. And I see a bunch of people running around with medicine balls on their, you know, on their shoulders. 
And I'm like, what's going on in there? And so I like peek into like the bay, the bay door and I see the word CrossFit with a puking clown. And I'm like, oh, this is the CrossFit thing the, yeah. that Dom's <laughs> doing. But like I can get here because at the time I didn't have a car. So I lived in the Gables and I would take the trolley basically everywhere or I rode my bike I everywhere. love the Gables trolley. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's like if you live in like one of those little two-story walk-ups like on the north side of the Gables and I was working like next to the Mercedes-Benz dealership. So like my 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 like my community, like like where I lived, like was like very close. It was just a tiny little square radius, you know. Like okay. everything was self-contained because I was like, I don't have a car, so I'm not gonna like run around all over town. So like I had this gym. I I I found this. I had this job. I found my apartment nearby, so that everything was easy for me. Like sure. I made it simple, because um, that was the focus. Right. And so like I found the apartment nearby. Like. I already had the job was secure so like let me just get everything secure so that I could sustain this life because I couldn't I had to live for me right yeah sure at that point um, and um, once we started like we got I found CrossFit then I like would go to my classes and I like started to meet like my community of people um, and at the time I was going with my my best friend um, we would like go together. She like she was all into like she gets really into like fitness, like trends. So she was like, yeah, I'll do CrossFit with you. So we would like go together, and we would, she would like meet me at the gym, and we would like do the classes together. And it was like her and I, and like we met a bunch of other people. And eventually, she like she went her way, and I just stayed. And okay. I had my posse, and I would see them all the time, and I got really into it. And as like the weeks turned into months. Um, I started to see the physical manifestation of all this work, which is like the body just changes. Yeah, sure. You know, and so I became like they told me like they told me at the gym, don't eat processed sugar, don't eat processed carbs. Paleo is the only way. So I was like, I was all in. Right. In my head, my mantra at that time was, you lead, and I will follow, because I'm a really good person who knows how to like follow directions. Okay. And I was like, I'm paying you, you know, the hundred fifty dollars a month for you to give me this program, I don't even have to think about it, it was great. You walk in, you just show up and they tell you what to do, like, I'm in. Uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect, fine, today we're gonna run, ugh, oh, today we're gonna lift, yay. You know, yeah. whatever, like, and then they're like, we're having a nutrition lecture, so you go and I sat through the nutrition lecture and I took all the notes. Right. And I went to, the, I would go to the grocery store and I would like, be like, okay, we're not eating this, we're eating that. We're not eating this, we're not eating that. And I just lived like that um, for like a while. And yeah, like I, I had like a lot of success. Yeah, with, like body, my, my body, body started my, changing. My body started changing. Feeling and better. then I started feeling better about myself. And then I started getting the attention ah, yes. that I was like, I never thought I could get because I never had like that confidence of Is being that when you like, become FFK? Huh? Is that when you become FFK? At what point do we become former I fat I feel kids? like you become former fat kid when you lose, when you are a, a heavy, heavy person and then you lose the weight, but you still feel stuck in that old way. Oh, I see, okay. You know, like your it. head hasn't lost the mentality. Right, okay. You know, even though like, you're no longer that weight. Like there, I got to a point where like, I went from being a 44 to like, I remember I put on a pair of size 32 jeans. Oof. Like 32, like diesel jeans too, right? Yeah. So like, they fit the leg, like everything was right. And I was like, I'm skinny. And for, <gasps> for guys that are built like you and I, that is a huge deal. I was skinny and in gay culture in like 2014, 13, 12, skinny 
was it. Right, right, yeah. Everything was skinny pants, like skinny jeans. Skinny everything was everything. slim, 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 H&M. Everything was like cigarette style. And I was like, I can kind of wear it. I mean, like, these legs are built for work. Like, this body is built for work. Like, my mother told me that a very long time ago. Oh, yeah, I can relate to that, yeah. And she, uh, that, that's my thing, you know? Like, I am never going to be, like, a, I'm not built to be a skinny person. But in my head, at that moment, I was like, I, I've done it. I've right. achieved it. I've arrived. I made it. I've, like, the box is checked. Right. And the irony is, like, no, the boxes. I mean, just because you check off the box and you succeed, you got to keep it going. Right. No one ever tells you that when you're like trying to like, especially like in a weight loss situation or like a fitness situation. Like, there's no like, you don't. There's no finish line, because the moment that you achieve the success or you achieve the goal, then you need to immediately get on the next goal, which is either maintenance, right, keeping it up, which is so fucking hard. Which yeah, is, is why I ended up gaining another fifty pounds after that. Which, oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, yes, yeah. Oh, wow. So like, I, I, I lose a shit ton of weight. I go from being what I think is three hundred pounds to basically seeing. I remember watching. I got on the scale and I saw two hundred five, and I was like, I lost hundred pounds. Awesome. I have lost hundred pounds, and that's it. As something happens in our mind where now it's okay to just let's just revert back to. Some of our own old. You become more, more, you become permissive, you know, right, and yes. so like you go from. I went from being very restrictive um, to being a lot more permissive, and then I switched the. I, then the goals started to change because then it's like you go from wanting to be a person who does you know fitness for fun and for aesthetics to now I want to be an athlete. Right now, now, now you want to. I started. Category. I really fed into like the competitive aspect of what. CrossFit does and it uses it as a method to like get people motivated but there's this like kind of like quasi dark side that can really like trigger maybe some unhealthy behavior oh, and it's not necessarily like it's not functionally fit anymore now you're doing the athlete thing which is like I've talked about this on the team's podcast talk about like if you guys are interested about that conversation go there okay because I don't want to get into that here okay okay but like for me it's like I started going down that path and then you know like and then you just kind of get like complacent in and what you think is a routine. Right. Um, and, you know, then you're, you know, if you're eating like a high fat paleo diet, but then you also are eating like processed carbs, guess what you're doing? You're just storing a lot of that. It's compounding. Yeah. And the next <laughs> thing you know, you're like, oh my God, my size 32 jeans don't fit anymore. Oh, oh my God. And so it's really funny. So I meet David, I meet David at the end of 13, and I, we move in together around like the spring of 14. And, um, then I just kind of like start to like the dust starts to settle and I start to like feel really like comfortable and you know I'm going to the gym last and then like we're like coming home from like a long day of work and then I'm like oh let's order a pizza and then yep. and the next thing you know like you're gaining the weight and I remember like being in the closet putting on my clothes and David does likes to do laundry I tease him because he does laundry a lot mm -hmm. and I was like you're shrinking my clothes. <laughs> Forget. And he was like, no, I'm not. Like, no. Not the clothes. It's not the no, no, laundry. I'm it's not, not me doing laundry. Like, I am not shrinking your clothes. The me doing your laundry more often does not mean your clothes are going to shrink. You eating cheese pizza yeah. every week yeah. is causing your body yeah. to grow. Yeah. And you, eating pizza as frequently as I'm doing laundry, yeah. that's a problem. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then so it, like it just it goes back to like you know and then I like I was like hey let me dial in my nutrition again and you know then I was like 
I became, I, I started to, I, ish, I started to do that. And then like, I, I got sober in the summer of 16. I got sober the day after the Pulse shooting. I'll never forget that. Okay. I woke up with the fucking worst hangover of my life and I turned on the television and it was the Pulse shooting. And I'll, this is why I remember that date because of what happened in Orlando. Um, and it was facing the fact that I had, my relationship with alcohol had become like intolerable. Mm. Um, and I had started, I had what had become what had been something that was enjoyable had now become so toxic that I was relying on it mm. heavily. Yeah. So like using, dr like using drug, like especially mar like marijuana and alcohol were something that I ended up relying on to like relieve myself of stress. And so for the longest time, I even like as I was getting healthy and fit, I was still drinking and I was still using. And so like from the outside, like all indicators were like, George is killing it. Like he looks great. He's got the job, you know, blah, you know, he's got his own place. Um, I still didn't have a car. Right, right, right. <laughs> the cables, you know, like, oh, yeah, I didn't right, have a car. Right, right. Okay. And, but I was able to afford the taxis. Right. Because I was like, yeah, I don't need to, like, get a car. Like, if I want to go out and party with my friends, I'll just take a taxi, and then right. I don't have to worry about the DUI. Right. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, I, there was still that very unhealthy thing that I wasn't dealing with. And that's that I was relying on these substances as crutches for not wanting to deal with the fact that I have like anger issues, mm. that I get upset and I get angry and I get frustrated. And instead of like dealing with it and understanding that the feeling can go away, I would just like have a drink. I would just, you know, smoke a bowl. Mm. Um, and then tell myself like, oh, it's self care. Mm. <laughs> I've been there. You yeah. know? Um, like I, I've earned, like my job is stressful. Like, you know, I, I deserve, like I deserve this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's one thing to have, like being able to like, I do not have the ability to stop. Mm. And so for me, like all of my partying, all of my use, my substance abuse starts with I want to have, I want to enjoy it. I want to have fun. I want to get to a place where I'm f having fun. I want to feel better. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I, the, the goal is to feel better, but it's, I definitely want to have fun. Like we're right. going to have fun. So let's have a cocktail. Let's have a drink. Let's go this. Let's get, let's, let's smoke a bowl. Let's roll a joint. Let's, we're going to have fun. And right. so my drug and alcohol use is definitely about having fun and enjoying my time. Um, and I love being especially like I love smoking weed like yeah. I loved it um so I did it and I did it like every day for a very long time and I was still like very involved in like all of these like markers of success like I was able to I kept my job yeah, and I was yeah, like, you were keeping job. everything I was a you functional were, yeah. I was a functional user you were in survival mode yeah yeah and so the shit I mean but along the way there was clear indications that something was getting worse and, and it was particularly like two feelings that I had with weed. I remember the feeling of like needing it started to happen because I would fin I would get low on the bag would get low and I'd be like, I would start to be like, I need to call my guy. 
Right. And I call my guy, and then I have to like, okay, I need to call my guy, and then go see him. I need to make sure I have it because I'm low, and I only have like two more yeah, before I get it. And if I don't, that's, I that's that point. That's like, that point where you're and like, you wait that, a and I've been feeling anxious about that. That feeling, and then I, then immediately following that feeling was the, oh. This but is, then, but then immediately, and then immediately after that, it's like, don't, nope, don't, don't, don't go there. No. Don't put it away. Self care. Self care. Self care. This is not. This is not a problem. Everything's okay. Yeah. 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 And then with the drinking, it was like behavior that I wouldn't normally exhibit sober was coming out, and then people being like, "Dude, you're a fucking asshole." Did you do you remember what you said last night and the amount of apology tours I would have to go on the next day and people telling me like dude you were out of control or like or waking up like kind of like oh what the Oof, what, what happened what what and then you wake up in your bed and you're like huh huh oh yeah oh, what gosh. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's that's and that's the things I that's what I, I do not miss that. That's it, for sure. Listen, and it honestly, like, it took it took someone that it took it really took my husband to say to me, "You need to look at this," because I mean, I love all my friends, but my friends weren't going to stop me. Like, no. my what I told them was like, "Get the fuck out of the way. Either get on board this train, right, or get out of the way." Do not get in the way of me having my fun. So if you want to have fun with me, join me and we'll go and we'll take this train as far as it needs to go. Right. Uh, and some people got on and we had a really great time and they talk about it and we laugh and we kiki and we and we all like crack up about it now. Right. But other people were like, dude, don't get the fuck. Like George has got that look in his eye. He, he turns. They call it Loch Nessa. The Loch Ness monster wow, okay. comes out. So you out. were one of those. You were that person in the group. Oh yeah, you were that person that that. Yeah, did, George did, did, goes hard and he's did you super fun. Combative or no? Huh? Did you ever become combative? If like someone tried to stop me, yeah. If people were like, George, you need to calm down. I'm like, calm. I would get in because you were in the way of me trying to have fun. Right. And I did not want to be told what to do. And when you are like, when you're really like in charge of your life for as long as I was a single person, you, there's no one telling you no. Right. And so when all of a sudden I've got somebody telling me no and making me like holding that mirror up to my head, my face and being like, something needs to change because this isn't going to be helpful anymore. Like you're and that person. Was David. Yeah. That person. And it's, he's yeah. I like, yeah, there's cross would save my life and David saved my life. I, and man, I mean, that's, um, that's, that's, that's and powerful. I waking up with that fucking hangover that day was fucking miserable. And it was so bad. It was so fucking bad that I was like, this is the last hangover. And David and I had a talk after that. And it was super serious. And he was like, we're not doing this anymore. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't remember the exact details of that day because I was shot to shit. But we're at the we're at the Ritz Carlton. I don't remember that part. And I just was like, never the fuck again. And so we're coming home um, back and it's like, he had like arranged to get like rid of all of the booze in the house. And I was like, okay. And then immediately thereafter, like I texted Danny and I was like, I need to like, I need to like deal with this thing. And he's like, listen, dude, just come to Seoul and start training, just train. And so I was like, okay. Were you at Seoul already? Yeah, I was already okay, at Seoul. Okay, and okay. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, yeah, I get it. Like you're a functional, you know, you're a functional substance abuser. Like you have, you've achieved all the success. And so the idea that you're like an alcoholic or a drug addict in the, like this idea, like traditional sense isn't there. 
So for you, like anyone outside is like, oh, George has got his shit together. Like he's got, he's, he's in his great marriage. He's like working out. Like he's got this job. Like, but there was that, but there was, there that, was that fucking, d- d- there was that, like that demon inside that was like, which is really, it was all my, aunt. it was like all those feelings that I wasn't processing. Right. And I was using substances to just kind of like mask and mask behind. And so I went into like, I got sober because I, because I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't want to be hungover anymore. I didn't want to be upsetting to my husband and lose my relationship anymore. I had been down that, like I know what that life looked like after living it for, I guess at that point, like 30, I mean from 30 to 37, like uh-huh. I'm only three years sober. Um, and I was like, I wonder what a life without that looks like. <laughs> And, I was curious and to I know that. I had met you already. Wow, this is okay. Sorry, I'm. I'm. I, I, as I'm listening to everything you're saying, I'm also kind of putting pieces together. Maybe it was on 2016. End. I think it was 16. Anyways, I don't. Well, I, that's what I made. I made. I just know Paul's shooting was that thing, but like I was like, I remember like when they was like, "Are you sure? Like, are you, you seem really confident in this thing?" I was like, "I know what a life with like drugs and alcohol is like. I've lived that life. I've. I know what that. I don't know what a life without it is like." Right. Um, and so that's why I choose I choose this. I choose us. I choose I choose this life. Right. And so if I need to let go of that to have this, it's a very easy decision for me to make. And so the practical application of that was like, okay, so do we do all the substances are gone. Um, avoid like people, places and things. It's like I went so I I went to like a twelve step I went to the NA program the NA rooms here in South Florida. Okay. Um and to try to like use that as kind of like a basis for my recovery. And I realized very quickly that that wasn't gonna work for me. Right. Um because I was I find it very triggering to live people's to relive people's um war stories. Mm-hmm. Um and so I kind of did it to kind of like check off a box okay, and to like, maybe like, and then I was like, this isn't going to work. No. And that's when I reached out to Danny and Danny's like, yeah, I, I kind of get it. Like, it's not necessary for everybody. He's like, so then I started like, I'm going to do team soul training. So I basically worked, I would work out twice a day. I would wake up like at the crack ass of yeah, dawn I and that. I was going back to the gym in the afternoon. I would see you at 6am when I used to do 6am. It was that first year for me. Yes. I, and I was, connecting. and I was, I was like, I, I went from. I was like, my sobriety is going to be fueled by my desire to be the fittest person that I can be. And That's I went all in. Yeah. I went all in on my fitness and, you know, like, and, and I did everything and I would kind of follow that road and along, you know, and it was, it was cool and I was getting fitter and, um, yeah. And then I got I had a shoulder injury and then by that point I was like, oh, I really don't, I really don't care about being that fit anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, but you also want to work out two a hours place. a day anymore. Well, the thing is with with uh, sobriety, the most beautiful thing about it, to me personally, is that we put our bodies in a state. You see, the, we're designed when we're children, right? We go to a birthday party, we have a good time, we and we do it without coffee, and we do it without alcohol, right? How many experiences as as a child do you have having a good time? And yeah, but as a then, child, you yeah. have candy well, yeah, and okay. cake. Yeah, and that's yes. Okay. The, yeah. Uh, and so, agreed. listen. There was markers. Yeah. There was definitely markers <laughs> for like cake is a gateway drug. Like yeah, <laughs> is, that, is that what we're saying? I love uh, treats. Yeah, candy is a gateway drug to everything else. All I'm saying is, 
that it the in these last 100 almost 120 days for me the nicest thing is to go back to in the last episode we talked about living to 100 and and i'm like wow you know what like this is it's so cool because i i don't know if i'm gonna live to 100 but the way i'm feeling is like how i used to feel you know because we're our our bodies are naturally designed to have a good time without substances sure and that's and it's nice to be back there is what i'm saying that's all i'm saying is that it's nice to be back at that point i know that like i don't ever want to feel that way again right um and so i just don't consume that like now the and that's applicable to like I've, what I've learned is that it, that kind of like that mentality is applicable to a lot, almost everything, every choices, yeah. all like choices with regards to consumption that a person can make, you know, because um, I've also been a person who like restricts their diet. So like like I said, like I, there was a time when I wasn't eating like any like processed sugar or processed carbs. Right. And so like your body like achieves this kind of like stasis. And then when you reintroduce those foods, there is like your body is like kind of rejects it. And, you know, like I felt like I would get allergies and like or like my stomach would get like would hurt if I eat like too much fucking cheese mm. um, or the, you know, or for another instance, like I just, so last year, at the end of last year, I decided that I wanted to do like a true weightlifting campaign. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped doing all of fitness and I only focused on doing Olympic weightlifting as a training thing because I wanted to compete in it. And so when it came time to decide what weight class to do, I was like, I could either like watch my diet and train at the lower weight class, or I could say, fuck it. <laughs> And be a super heavyweight. And I was like, yep, that's the one. Eat all the food. And eat all the food. Eat all the food. And eat all the food. And I ate all the food knowing that since I already knew how to like, I know how to do this fitness thing. And I've learned how to eat the way that I need to in order to get my body back to look the way that I like the way that it looks. I know the things that I need to do, right? And so like, I kind of took that for granted. I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And I want to like, I, and I, yeah, and I, and I gained a lot of weight back. I gained a lot of weight back and I looked the way I looked and I was able to lift and perform the way I was able to lift and perform. Um, and it was super successful. Listen, it exceeded all my expectations. I had no, my goal was I wanted to qualify for like an international weightlifting competition. Um, that was it. And I knew the numbers that I needed to get in order to get to, I knew the numbers I needed to hit in order to get there. And from a training perspective, they were aggressive, but they weren't like, I didn't feel like it was unattainable. Right. And, and it worked out great. Like, good. I, I was super happy. I was super happy with the way everything turned out. I was just, I'm especially like, I'm especially happy and most pleased with how my national championship went. I did not, we went into nationals because we had to, in order for uh, for me to qualify to get to the international competition, which was the Pan American Championships, mm-hmm. I had to go to nationals and I had to qualify at nationals. It's this new rule. It used to be that as long as you hit the numbers in any kind of like sanctioned United States weightlifting event, those numbers can qualify you for all their events. And they changed the rule that you had to do it at a national championship or higher level competition which meant I had to fly out to Salt Lake City. Okay. And so now it's like, 
well, fuck, like we're spending a bunch of money. We're getting on a plane. We're training. We're taking the coach. We're flying, you know, across the country to lift, you know, six lifts. And we have to do this in order order for me to get to where I want to go. Like I have to get past this. I have to get past this. This isn't the goal. The goal is beyond this. Right. Um, And it's like, fuck. And when all the dust settled and we hit, when I hit the numbers that I needed to hit and I quali- did the qualifying total, I was like, I felt this instant set of relief, but there was still a shit ton of competition left. And I, you know, Lewis dictated the rest of the competition, basically like he called my weights. And when all the dust settled, I ended up like on the podium yeah, with bronze medals. Yeah. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I could not believe it. And he was like, congratulations, you just won bronze medals across the board. I was ecstatic. Like, and that's like to me looking back on it, like that's my favorite moment from that whole campaign. Like that's we so ended up going cool. to Pan Am's and Pan Am's was outstanding as well. We did a great job. We got on the podium. Like, but there was something about that that moment where it became real. And that, 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 that was, was to me it, was the shit. Because I remember you calling it out into the universe. I remember you posting something on Instagram and this is what I'm doing. My campaign starts today and I will do this and this is what I want to do. Do you remember that post? Yeah, I remember. Like I wrote it on yeah. a, I wrote it on a like I wrote it on a post it cuz like to me it's like if I write down the goal, yeah. Like so the the sobriety thing kicks off the, the the team soul training thing, which is like a competitive CrossFit uh, model that our gym has for people that want to like compete in CrossFit, right. right? And so that was like the foundation for like my competitive like my idea of competitiveness. I was never gonna be a good competitive CrossFit athlete because I am the person who I am, and my abilities just do not like lend themselves to being successful in that. Um, yeah, George, but could you really, you could really try harder. Like you could really dial yourself in and get, you weren't all in George. Like, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. George has a real, (laughs) George has a full-time job. George has like a lifestyle and the, I could not reconcile the lifestyle that I liked with the choices that needed to be made in order to be truly successful as a competitive CrossFit athlete. Yeah. That is the truth. Truth T. Okay. And so that's a reality. It's a solid, legitimate reality. But I could make it work as a competitive weightlifter. Right. And so to me, I was like, this is something I can do. So when I get hurt in CrossFit, I was like, I didn't know what to do. And so in that moment, my husband, David, does powerlifting and he's super successful. He's like a world champion. He has world records. And so I was like, oh, well, you know what? Like, let me just do this as a training thing. So it's like squat, bench, deadlift um, and some light cardio on the side. And then I felt like I was kind of stuck in a rut because I was like avoiding CrossFit because I was avoiding gymnastic stuff because I had my shoulder felt some kind of way. And so I do... I was like, I'm going, I feel like I'm not getting enough cardio. So let me just sign up for a triathlon to force me to focus Mm. on more cardio things. Right. No. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And in my head, I had always kind of like wanted to do a sprint triathlon because it's like, why not? Mm. Like I took a bucket list like idea that I had. Mm. And so I was like, well, fuck it. Let me just do it. So I signed up for it. Sign up for it, and like you know, I I had the bike. I know how to run. I needed to like figure out how to swim, so I like did all that, and we. I the end in my. I was like, let me find the date. So I, I looked online and I found the event, and I had like 
I don't know, like three or four months okay. from the moment that I signed up for it to train for it. I was like, yeah, that, yeah, okay, like, yeah, I have like 18, no, I guess like 12 or 15 weeks. I can do this. Right. And boom, we did it. And then it was at the end of that, that sprint triathlon that I was like, okay, we don't have to do that ever again. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, that's Done. Not, check. Let's not do that. Yeah, I don't ever have and, to do that again. And, and, and yeah, but I did want to do the weightlifting thing. And the weightlifting thing was right after. And I remember writing those, that posted down and posting it on Instagram as like a way to be like, hey world, we're doing this. Right. Holding yourself accountable in that way. Yeah. yeah. And like I already wrote it down and, and you it feels did well. You did really well, man. Dude, I mean, like, so now, but now, see, this is what interests me. Okay, yeah. So now it's turned into, what's now, well, I'll let you, what's, what's Ask it your question. into now? What, what, what is that? So now you, 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 you succeeded. Uh-huh. So what's next? The, uh, nothing. There you go. How does that feel? Amazing. Yeah. It's a relief. Yeah. It's a relief. I don't, there is inevitably there becomes this like there's an expectation uh-huh. and maybe it comes from within maybe it comes from the outside of wanting to be like to push right as a as a weightlifter the goal is to always lift the most weight the end okay. like yeah. you are you're trying to push as much weight over your head as you possibly can yeah. that is the goal and you train yeah. to always lift more weight the goal is to always it's and it never really ends and it kind of like there's like a microcosm that this like apply this metaphor applies to everything in that like your goals like your life is never going i mean your life doesn't end until you fucking die and so you don't you, it doesn't it doesn't stop like there's no once you achieve the success or the goal then you immediately start on the next cycle or the next goal. So for me, it's like I finished the triathlon and I moved on to weightlifting. I fin- I've, I've, the, the weightlifting campaign was very successful. And by the end of it, I was like, I, I, by the end of it, at the end of it, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going, I, I don't like being this weight anymore. I don't like feeling this heavy. So go. I'm going to use CrossFit and I'm going to like tighten up my diet so I can lose weight to get to the lower weight class because I feel like my numbers are more competitive than that weight class. Right. So if I train hard enough and I like mind my diet, I can lose the weight that I need to get into the lower weight class, be competitive in that weight class and possibly have a campaign where I can be the national champion and be like the Pan American champion, okay. like be the best right. in my age and in my weight class. Okay. Um, And so I just started doing CrossFit. I went back to I went back to what I know, which is like you know you. And I'm you, so glad you're back. I don't know. But now time. what's the the thing is like I really don't feel this like pull back into the weight room. No, man, don't. I don't, don't feel don't, don't like this it, pull <laughs> into like I don't. <laughs> Look at feel, me hating. I start looking hating. I'm like no 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 don't I don't want to. We don't want to lose you. I don't yeah. want to like I don't feel this like desire to like get back on no. a plane and like no, 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 no. and do a world champion. You know, world championships are in, now in, in August and I don't want to go. No. I don't care to go. I don't it's well, We not, have to record a podcast that day, so you're not you can't go. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> don't go. You can't go. I'm not going. Yeah. I'll do like this and others. I like weightlifting meets. Yeah. Um they're fun. Yeah. I will I have not I don't feel like I've seen much drop off in my strength or my abilities. Um, in weightlifting, no, you're very, you're, you're and so strong, I feel like 
I'm conf. I there's like this little like side experiment that I'm having, where I feel like I can qualify for anything that I want. I may want to do in 2020, um, at the end of this year. So it, right but now you take it's a like step back. And well, you like know, listen, and right now it's like I just want to lose the weight. Like yeah, I want to yeah, lose the, the weight. Yeah. I want to like which we look thinner than last week. Yeah. Well, the tan helps. I'm telling you. Well, and I, well, yeah, yeah, it does. But but still, I know I feel I feel like just more. I feel tighter. We've had a good week. We have we've had a good week, definitely. Um, I that that part of your life amazes me. I think that you know I, I love that both of us went through these big changes in 2010. I love that we were like sharing that even though we didn't know each other. Yeah. Right. Um, oh my god, shit! The, that's yeah. like that's like the whole thing that you went through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I love that that. We, we share that the day of the of the pulse shooting I was in Orlando and I went to a thrice concert and the shooter was in that area before he went over to, oh, to pulse yeah um, and that was that was an impactful day uh, but I love I, 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 and I, I just there's so many things that I that I, uh, I admire about you um, and and your story is this you you achieved you set out to do something and you go and you do it you woke up one morning not not gonna live this life anymore of drinking and you went and you did it you 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 know you wanted to you know you lost weight the first time you got to the 32 you know you you, you did it you know and like now and even in your language you say I, I believe that I can take a step back and still accomplish whatever I want to accomplish in 2020 that language I think number one I think it's true I think you're right and 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 uh, and I think it's just good language to just kind of balance out, you know, everything that that you've done because you've kind of been going like nonstop and what's next and what's next and now it's nice to have you like in just the CrossFit classes with us, what we do every day and you know you know like I'm gonna scale today and I'm just gonna cardio the shit out of this workout today and you know you've scaled a couple workouts I've scaled some you've done RX some I've done you know RX some and vice versa we've scaled together you know whatever it's been really cool it's been it's been really awesome um can I can I shift gears yeah yeah okay. you're driving this ship today okay okay um because the the pulse shooting okay I didn't I, I, I thought I picked up on something and maybe I didn't I don't know so I just want to clarify that you woke up the morning of the pulse shooting and, and you felt like shit and that was the I was the super day. hungover yeah, you were super hungover and then how 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 did you react to the pulse shooting with with you know having that intoxication in your body uh, it you're was drawing from pure, alcohol I was like sad okay. sadness yeah it was I was really so sad. sad it's really sad it was so sad the idea that like like I've been to a shit ton of clubs and I've been to a ton of gay clubs and it is truly joy for me to be like on the dance floor moving my body with the music going nuts and everyone around me just like enjoying that feeling. Like I get that feeling when I go to live concert events. I get that feeling when I've been at the club. I love to dance. Yeah. I love going out dancing. Um, and so having been to as many clubs that I've been to and knowing what that feeling is like, to have it be interrupted with sheer 
terror is unimaginable. Unimaginable. I don't understand it. And the only feeling that I have inside of my body right now, even as I talk about it, is just sadness. Yeah. It is like sadness and fear that like a place where I feel like I could go to and be like, and I hate like safe is the word. Like you feel like I could be like the truest form of my like self in there with, you know, not necessarily feeling judged. Um, and then to have that, like taken away by somebody who wants to fucking go inside and kill me because I'm gay or because they fucking hate themselves because they're gay and they're not dealing with their internalized homophobia and, uh, having to like cope with fear is very difficult for me. Of course. Um, and so, which is why I like relied on like drugs and alcohol for such a long time. (laughs) Um, and so, um, yeah, like I would read this, I, I, and I immediately immerse myself in like the stories of people going through it because anytime someone's a victim of something like that, that's so so fucking hateful. Like, uh, this is going to sound fucking uh, pretentious, but I feel like it's important to like relive their life. Like, so it's not like worth nothing. Right. Um, and so in order for, and like, I cannot attest to what it's like to go there, but I can listen to somebody tell the story and receive it right um and be impacted by it sure um and then use whatever that feeling is to like move forward Mm. um in spite of the fear sure um and and to do that without drugs and alcohol and to do that with just my own two feet and my feelings and to move forward and so like i read the stories and i listened to the art and i listened to the people tell it and it's like it is just it's terrifying it is terrifying and the thing is george is that that you know i and i'm I'm gonna gonna be shifting gears here okay you know it's uh, so you know stop me if i start driving you crazy but have you but i'm gonna reward it the question is what was the most difficult part because when we're talking about the 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 pulse shooting right and we're talking about all these emotions that are connected to it there's emotions that are connected that went on before that and that hatred what hatred did you confront or had to had to confront in your process i mean i've been called a faggot since as long as i can remember okay i mean boys have been calling me a faggot or a fag or a sissy since i can remember okay um and that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, and then somewhere along, like, I mean, I know how to listen. I'm one thing I know about myself, and I learned, and I knew about always is that I've always been like physically strong. Right. And that's because like my parents didn't give a fuck about, you know, didn't give a fuck. Like they're like. My dad's like, we're doing yard work and you're going to carry that palm tree across the yard, (laughs) eight-year-old George Sanchez. You know, we're going to Home Depot and you're going to pick up those, those bales of cement or those bales of mulch, you know, 10-year-old 
little George. And we're, or my mom's like, I need you guys to dig holes into the fucking limestone Miami backyard and plant this tree. 12 year old, 10 year old me. And it wasn't an option because that's the task that was at hand. Um, And so like, I was never like physically, I mean, uh, I'm like, I'm having a hundred thoughts at the same time. Like there was, I played, I I played, I participated in Taekwondo from like the ages of like, I don't know, like maybe like fifth grade to like eighth grade. And part of that was aside from like the training that you have to go to inside of the, the class, like inside of like the studio, you once in a while, like the studio all goes to like these competitions. And so they have like, they have, at that time, it was, from what I remember, there was like three disciplines. And so um, our school didn't have a weapons category. Like we only learned like what they call forms or patterns. And then there was also the sparring competition. And so I hate getting hit. I didn't like, I never liked sparring because I don't fucking like getting hit. Like I don't enjoy being hurt. And I, me da la fucking gana. No, I mean, I'm, 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 honestly, like, I'm scared of getting hurt. Like, it hurts. I am, like, to this day, like, fear of pain drives a lot of the ship. Right, okay. You know, like, I won't do things because I'm afraid of getting hurt. Mm. I'm afraid of the pain. Not fear only, of not pain. Not only the physical pain, but all, t- all types of pain. I mean, yeah, I mean, physical yeah, pain. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid okay. of physical pain. Yeah, okay. I'm afraid of physical pain. Like, yeah, I hate it. Um, and so that fear has, I know that fear from like, I, I don't know when it came about, um, but I know that fear and I've had it for a long time. It's why I didn't like getting hit. I didn't, especially didn't like getting hit in the face. Right. And sparring is all about getting hit. And so, but I've always been a, like, I've always been a bigger, a, like a larger than average, like guy. Right. And so when you're like, you know, in those, you know, 10, like the nine, 10, 11, 12 era, like there's a lot going on in boys' bodies, yeah. And so I was already ahead of the scale, and they would like match. They would, you wouldn't. They didn't match us up by weight class. They match us up by age. And so, in the, instantly, like the guys in charge of like our studio were like, George is going to fight. And I'd be like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. Yeah, and my dad this. be like, You're gonna be okay. You're fine. And they're like, There's a headgear, and they put it. And everyone, ha- you didn't have. We didn't. I don't remember having a choice in the matter. It was just like you everyone did. had to do it. Like yeah. you had to do the forms and you had to do the fight. Right. And I only wanted to do the forms because it was like a cute little dance routine. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm voguing right now. For yeah, he's doing it. He's actually doing it. That's why. <laughs> it's like, and it was literally like voguing, like pose yeah, yeah, and yeah. pose and pose. And then you get judged for your little routine. And it and was, was like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was like, yeah. And then I, I did like my dance routine and I really should have been in dance eyes, you know, and yeah, like, but obviously. like, my, you know, I'm like whatever. My parents didn't see that ability into me. Like I should have been in Mickey Mouse Club. Like I could have been an NSYNC yep. guys and my parents just missed the boat. And like, it was you only your calling. Yeah. Anyhow, um, I got put to fight instead in Taekwondo and literally like, it was just me roundhouse kicking kids across the fucking face and taking home gold medals. Damn. Wow. And like, that, that was, that's not, that's not George. And I was like, and then that's I would, and then I would slack. I, the, the kid would get whacked and the kid goes down and the kid doesn't get up because oh, he got hit no. by a fucking tree trunk of a leg. Oof. And then what they make you do is they make the, the per, so while the kid is, while the one fighter is down on the floor, 
trying to figure out how to recover. They make the other fighter turn their back so that you don't see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember the terror, like me crying because it's like, did I hurt him? Like, I don't want to, and I, I, the feeling of like that feeling comes back and everyone like cheering for me and me just like, yeah, not getting it. Like there was never that feeling like, yes, I got it. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. And then like I don't know, like everyone's super happy and like you got like you won, you won your fight and they they lift your arm at the end and you're just like, oh, "Okay. I don't feel good about this, right?" I, I, I mean, I feel like can I'm happy. I'm ha- I got a trophy. Yeah, yeah. I got a trophy. Can you still can you still do that kick? No, not without. I mean, not without stretching, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in going back to the martial no, arts. Of no, not like but, no. so. But that, but that's okay. So that, yeah, and and that. I've always been artistic. Like as long as I can remember, I wanted to be an artist. I loved coloring. I always loved that. Like I wanted to be a fashion designer for the longest time. Like fashion was something that I was super passionate about. Like back in the day when remember that time in the world when there wasn't the internet Oof. and if you wanted information you had to like go and find it you had to go at, buy like, magazines you had to go magazine shopping you had to go to like barnes and like, and barnes and noble was like the holy grail yeah it was what, what magazines did you buy i mean vogue okay vogue and w magazine and i would get the women's word daily newspaper like it was like this daily journal and it was just I had a Vogue subscription like I for my like 15th birthday mm-hmm. I was like mom can I please have a subscription to Vogue magazine and it was like literally like the summer no but I guess it was my 14th birthday like the summer before my senior year I my, my freshman were year you already school. out of uh, no uh, I didn't come I came out officially when I was 16 16 yeah but I knew that I wanted I in my head I was like I was designing clothes I was drawing clothes I'm gonna post these pictures to fucking Instagram. I was designing clothes when I was like in sixth grade. Sketches of me doing dr- women's dresses in like sixth grade and seventh grade, and always me doodling and doodling and sketching and sketching and sketching yeah. and sketching. I wanted to be a fashion designer, and then I got to high school and I joined band. Yeah, and like there was this like I, I look like if I could go back, I would tell the people around me to pay more attention and be like, this kid is telling you things and he's so self-driven that he's gonna lead his ship. But can someone at least like kind of guide him in the right direction instead of letting him drive himself the whole way? Mm. Like I was really smart and I like, I made a lot of the decisions for myself and it's because I could and like no one got in my way you know like I was there was things that I was supposed to do like I was supposed to get good grades and I wasn't really great at that um but I just found like the easiest way to do that instead of like really pushing for what I really wanted and like I didn't get like guided in that direction right um and so like it was a lonely journey i I had and then my friends all would tell me like why aren't you like why aren't you in art like why are you doing this like why are you doing this and not that um i guess a lot of it was because i wanted like like fourth fifth and sixth grade in the middle school fucking sucked so fucking bad that i wanted friends and i found friends in these like groups 
of people, so I wanted to be with my friends, and my friends were all in band, so I was in band. Um, I didn't want to be in art because the guys that were in arts fucking called me a faggot all the time. Um, and so, like, I just kind of got steered that way, and then, like, when it came time to, like, managing, like, my school life and my college life, I just was like, I am in charge. I am driving the ship. I am the one who's leading it. I am me. Me first. Yeah. And then, and then that, that, that leads into that other part of your origin oh, story God. of, like, don't get in my way. Don't get in my way when you, you know, be drinking, you be partying, and just don't get in my way because yeah. I've always, I've always... I've always managed this ship and I'm going to continue to don't tell me to, what to do don't command me and yeah 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 is that are you just realizing this now or no yeah. wait wait yeah you are yeah oh wow yeah, that right just through. happened that just happened that just okay. happened yeah and that's that's it that's that is it's fascinating you know because how much I wish and we can't control you know our past and obviously you know if we can't control people now we'd never be able to control anybody but how i wish that somebody would have just grabbed you by the arm and been like that is an excellent sketch you did you need to walk with me here and we need to get you into a program and we need to leverage and really cap not capitalize maybe that's too advanced at that age but really take advantage of this natural talent and vision that you have and your life would have taken a completely I mean, I know. different course. I know. It's, it's like, you know, yeah. Like I can't look back on it with regret because to do so, I feel like doesn't it's not productive. celebrate the life that I have today, which Correct. I love. Very good. Um, yeah. And I know that it's manifested what that, those seeds have grown into. I still love fashion, but what I re I don't, do I have a desire to create today? No. What I love to do is to collaborate with other people and to execute things. And so, like, I have a friend who's like, like this podcast, huh? Like this podcast. Yeah, I love. You know what I love to do? I love to create. Yeah. I love my creativity is literally like I love to make things, create things. Yeah, sure. And to take something that doesn't exist and to, and to like Turn have it into something. Yeah, which is why I love cooking. Also, like, I love to fucking cook. Yeah. Um, and. Like, I love the process of, like, taking things that, like, are out there in nature and don't exist. And then, bibbidi-boppidi-boop, I have mushroom carbonara. Whew. Good. <laughs> um, and, like, I love this idea that we have these conversations. And I'm like, we can make this, we can create something. Yeah. And it becomes its own product. Um, yeah. You know, I love helping people, like, feel great in what they're wearing. You know, I have a friend of mine. Like, last night I was talking to a friend who is um, going to go to this thing called DragCon, okay. which is kind of like a convention for like drag culture. Okay. And so he's like talking about like the things that he's gonna put together and where, and as he's like going through the list, like I have like my thoughts and my opinions based on it, but I'm just like, I gotta like let, I hate, I don't, I don't wanna be the person that like puts my opinion on somebody like without a like, like the invitation, mm. you know? And I'm like, so the question is like, hey, are you like open? Like, are you like, is this set in stone? Like, we're we done with this? Cause if it's set in stone, then we move on. Mm. You know, it's okay, we're set in, he's like, yeah. If he was like, yeah, we're set in stone. He's like, no, 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 I'm still like open. What are you thinking? And I, we started to talk about it. And I feel like we left, like, and I kind of was pushing him in a different direction. Mm -hmm. um, but he's like, you know, I was gonna call you about this because I know how much like you're super into fashion and stuff. But I didn't like kind of like want to bother you or whatever. And I was like, please call me whenever you oh, want. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're gonna, 
if you have questions for George about fashion, please email him. He's gonna love that. I yeah. lo- I literally I love like I, I have. I like, love that you love it. I think it's I, I I I love asking you questions. I love texting you pictures of, you know, hey, I'm I'm wearing this, you know, because sometimes we need that nudge. David you know? asks me all the time, like, does this look good with that? I'm like, yes, no. The like, I have a Queens chat with Adrian and um, Danielle, and they're like sending me pictures of like things, and I'm like, yes, no, yes, go here, go there. Which is me always trying to push them into like a dress and heels, and them trying to push me into like letting them wear shorts and like flats, and I'm like, okay, right. fine. Right. Um, and so I love it. I love like I I I really like my sister does it all the I time. I love that you me. have a chat. That huh? you have a chat with them called yeah. what, what's it called? It's the Queens chat. Really? We're the Queens. I, I, yeah, it's, that's we are the awesome. Queens with a K. Danielle and Adri go to our gym. They are just amazing. They're my Queens. Amazing women and so kind and and awesome. Yeah. And just in so many ways that can't can't even describe. It's so so um, it makes me happy that, that you guys have that together. Um Wow, so there was a there was a breakthrough in this uh, I listen like you when wow, okay. I love making connections and like yeah, drawing yeah. being able to like understand like how the past influences the present. Yeah. Um in order to like take that and move forward. I sure. you know like my mom has a lot of she says this thing where she's like you don't waste anything. Like like any experience has like something that you can take from it and move forward like basically like use it all up right you know like use the whole chicken when you're cooking don't just like like use everything you know like there's something there's bits there's pieces there's information there's data there's stuff that you can maybe like take with you and maybe doesn't apply to this exact moment but like you can look back on it and be like yeah yeah. And be like, but yeah, and like understanding that, like, oh yeah, like that would have been awesome, but it didn't go that way, and that kind of sucks. Oh yeah, and, 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 and that's, that's kind of like what put that, and we put that, and we put that. And once, but once you you put yourself in a situation where you're telling an origin story, where you're only scratching the surface. I mean, it, it, this is just what we got out, or what we were able to communicate in our origin stories. But in the future podcast, more things are gonna sure. be coming out because obviously we're dealing with forty years of life yeah. that you can't condense in one hour, right? So, um, but. But I, I, I do see the value in, okay, if we're going to move forward with this podcast, that we be transparent first and, and, and then move, move on to the following That's episodes. what I said. That you is, can't tell people about yeah. their life and not share your That's life. That's right. And yet George said that to me. <laughs> And, uh, and, and he is absolutely, you're absolutely right. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad we did this. And, I, and there's, still like, there's still questions you know that 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 I have because it, there's this. You know what? No, it's gonna be for another episode. Okay, it's gonna be for another episode. Yeah, because it's gonna we're gonna dig into a whole. Uh, it's gonna yeah, open yeah. a whole new can of worms. No, no, no. Um, but there's there, there there's just a, there's questions and and comments that you know I have about you know the whole uh, the whole straight guy gay guy dynamic okay okay you know and uh and and i how i well first of all how we are a demonstration of how beautiful that can be Uh uh-huh but that's believe it or not that's the easy part to talk about the hard part to talk about is you know resistance sometimes on both ends okay you know yeah and uh yeah topic for another time yeah is there um before we end this episode Uh is there anything Anything lingering in your head that you just want to 
no. share, get out there? No. no. Okay. Did I un, did I not say anything? Oh, you said a lot. I feel like I said a lot. I it was good. I loved everything. People you said. kind of have a better understanding. I hope people yeah. who don't know me. I hope like like your tribe of people who don't know me have a better understanding of who I am now. I, I Just like I hope my will. tribe of people who don't know you are like. Like my friends, like, hey, who's that? Who's that straight dude that you're talking to? And then like, and then or the other one, it's like, who's that guy? Is he straight? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Oh, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> like, thing. is he straight for real? For real? Or is he like down? I'm like, no, he's straight. Leave him alone. <laughs> he's fine, guys. Yeah. Why, but why the intensity of, of knowing? Like, why? Because why they want to. Because they want. Because they think you're hot. Oh, and okay. they want to like. They want to like slide into your DMs. I oh, guess. And oh. like. Well, I'm flattered. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, and and that, and I think that's that's the the beauty. Everything you said, like the you know the the people you know that on my end, you know, with questions, people with your end on questions, and 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 tackling those as as time goes on within within these subtopics that that we're gonna be covering i'm and i'm really really excited about the next topic we're gonna cover there you go and uh and i just uh yeah i can't wait so um all right well we're gonna sign off for for this episode episode three episode three. Oh my gosh in the can yep all right follow us on at moaka media on instagram email us questions comments concerns desires for style tips mm -hmm. um to um moaka media at gmail.com uh, subscribe to our podcast, please, on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating. Please. And, yeah, we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Bye. Bye.